I wore all white and, you know, we danced under the full moon and did a drum circle. And it was just this really beautiful declaration of like reclaiming my virginity. And I don't mean that from like a sexual perspective. I actually really mean that from a soul perspective. What's up, babe? Welcome to Boldly Courageous, a podcast created for you, the ambitious woman who is ready to take action and step fully into the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Melissa Martin, and each week I will be your virtual wingwoman as you gain the tools and confidence to face your fears head on. The time is now, and this is your permission slip to live your boldly courageous life. Are you ready, babe? Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Boldly Courageous podcast. And I am coming to you guys from upstate New York. I am back on the East Coast right now for some time with friends and family and to get my fix of fall foliage. The leaves here are so beautiful and I love the change of season. Like the air is so crisp and the sun is shining and there's just like a different smell in the air. I was walking this morning in the park and just noticing how everything just shifts and changes and we all go through different seasons of our life and it was just really beautiful and I'm grateful for the season of life that I'm in right now and the ability to travel and be healthy and connect with every single one of you. So on today's episode, I am sharing with you a Facebook Live that I did inside of my Boldly Courageous community. If you want to join that, just head over to the show notes. The link is there to join. Every Wednesday, I jump on and I go live. And I did a live recently about this idea of being in love and what that really looks like for me. I am in love. It might not be what you think, but I share a story about a ring that I bought for myself recently. It's a Morganite ring, and it was sort of a declaration to myself and reclaiming my love and admiration for myself and i think that when it comes to relationships we look outside of ourselves for the things that are missing and oftentimes we feel like we don't get what we want we're not getting what we need from our partner the relationship ends or ends up being dysfunctional when the reality is that we get to source everything that we need right from ourselves so i am excited to share this episode with you i hope you love it let's dive in i got a ring for myself it's Morganite. It's on my left hand. It's on my wedding wedding finger. I got this for myself. Um, it's a Morganite stone. Morganite is like a beautiful stone of love and compassion. It's the heart chakra stone. Um, it's really just a beautiful, beautiful crystal. This is a raw, raw one, not polished, um, but it's just a beautiful, beautiful stone. Anyway, I got this um, purposefully for my left hand as like a commitment to true self-love, like a like a commitment to myself, right? I think that uh, when we get married, right, we put a ring on our finger or we have an engagement ring or a wedding ring and it's a, it's a sign of commitment, right? It's a sign of union and this promise and this commitment to love and cherish and honor and all the things. And statistics will show you that like marriage is not designed for success, right? And I have been through that experience myself. I would have considered my marriage a success even though it ended every relationship has an expiration date. That's my belief. And um, I think that we come into relationships with people to mirror back to us the things that need to be healed. 
And I think one of the reasons why relationships end shorter than longer is because um, we haven't really gotten gone into relationship with ourselves first and really taken the time to heal the wounds or understand what true self-love is. I think that the motivation for love can really bring out some of the most beautiful characteristics in someone and can also bring out some not so beautiful characteristics in people. It's a powerful motivator for uh, lightness and darkness. And so even in love, there's light and dark, right? In every aspect of our life, there's light and dark. We all have a shadow side. We all have a light side. There's good and evil, right? Everywhere. You can, you can literally um, see examples of this. And this is true balance, right? Accepting both. Like, can I love myself even when I have shadows? Can I love myself even when I'm in the light? Because all of this is the sum of the whole, right? So this um, commitment to love, this commitment to self-love is something that um, has been newly gifted to me, um, has been a new decision over the past, I'd say, eight months, nine months. Um, actually walking away from my marriage was a decision in self-love because I knew that I wasn't honoring myself. I knew that I wasn't honoring my highest expression and my highest good. And I wasn't in the vibration of love. So I want to talk about that. And I know so many people struggle with this. Like, how do I find a place where I really love myself? Like, how do I, like, what is the secret sauce to self-love? And I don't, really know all of the answers to that, but I'm going to share my experience. And um, I'm going to talk a little bit about what I experienced in Sedona. This is not something I haven't really shared a whole lot publicly, but I'm sharing it here in this container because it feels safe. Like I feel like, you know, we see each other. So this journey for self-love is something that I've been on um, for a while now and really recognizing that um, we often seek to receive from others and no, don't always um, give to ourselves, right? In any relationship, I think we treat others the way that we would want to be treated. But then when it comes to the way we treat ourselves, we don't treat ourselves with that same respect, right? So maybe we put other people on a pedestal or we put our partner's needs before our own. And then we feel resentful when they don't do the same, right? And what, what really it comes down to is um, we've made a decision to forsake ourselves for someone else. And um, when we are forsaking ourselves for someone else from a vibration of lack, like we're already not full of love ourselves, then it's actually a lose-lose because the other person doesn't even get full love, right? It's more manipulative. It's more shadow. So I had this experience when I was in Sedona of um, really desiring to like, this is going to sound kind of funny, but uh, roll with it, right? I had this real desire to reclaim my, my actual virginity, which I know like technically is impossible, right? But from an energetic perspective of like really reclaiming my sovereignty, um, I've been abstinent for a while and just like really tapping into that vibration of soul connection with myself. And part of that was releasing cords, cutting cords and releasing old relationships. So I did some really powerful breath work. I did some really powerful energetic cleansing. And on a full moon, I declared that I was reclaiming my virginity and reclaiming the relationship that I had with myself. And so how I did this 
was I sat down uh, first in meditation to get the message that I wanted to receive. And then I journaled and I wrote release letters to every single man I had ever been with, like in a relationship with, in a sexual relationship with, a romantic relationship. And I really looked at the dynamics of the relationship and I forgave the person for what I felt like the wrongdoing, right? Whatever they had done to hurt me or harm me. Like I stated it out loud. I said, you know, this hurt. And when you did this, it hurt me. And, and I forgive you. Um, because I know that what you really wanted was to be seen or to be loved or to be appreciated, or you were afraid of being abandoned or your wounds or what have you were the things that actually caused you to do that. It wasn't something that I did. This was your stuff. Right. And then I also took accountability for myself and I atoned for my contribution to the relationship, right? Of, well, I did this and I acted this way and I dishonored you. And as a result, I dishonored myself. And so I apologize. You know, I I forgive myself and um, I cut every single cord with love, um, not resentment or anger. Um, I cut it with love, with a lot of compassion, both for myself, for the other person and for gratitude because I'm grateful for the lesson, right? Everything has brought me, everything brings us to exactly where we are right now. And what was interesting was I went into this with this mindset that like I had been wronged in every relationship. Like none of these things worked out because the person was a loser or they were this or that. But really when I actually got honest, I would say it was about 50-50, like 50%. I definitely, you know, was wronged and this person was definitely hurtful and hurt my heart. But the other 50% was really me acting from a wounded feminine and being very manipulative and unloving to myself and unloving to the other person. So it was a really, really eye-opening experience. But when I really sat back and I looked at the motivator behind my own actions and the motivation behind their actions, at the core, it was really love, like seeking love, seeking approval, fear of abandonment. just really this deep desire to be loved and to be seen. And it really made me recognize that the desire to be loved does sometimes carry with it both light and dark. And that's part of the journey, right? And so even in our our quest to be loved, how manipulative might we be in a relationship? Like how might we forsake ourself and show up as a chameleon or fit into a mold of somebody else's mold because we crave their love so much, right? So, wow, powerful, powerful, powerful. What would it look like if the love that we craved actually came from ourselves? Like, what if we didn't actually need to source love from somewhere else, but it was so full and abundant within ourselves that we were whole and complete with love when we came into a relationship, right? And so this brings up the idea of being in love with someone. I'm going to come back to that in a second. We're going to bookmark that. So um, I did this full moon ceremony and then I was with all my girlfriends in Sedona and I wore all white and, you know, we danced under the full moon and did a drum circle. And it was just this really beautiful declaration of like reclaiming my virginity. And I don't mean that from like a sexual perspective. I actually really mean that from a soul perspective of like becoming so much more aware of the container of love that I can hold for myself so that when I do at some point um, engage in another relationship that I'm not seeking what's not already within me, 
right? I'm not like looking for someone else to fill a void that I can't fill myself, that I'm actually in soul alignment and consent, soul consent that I'm not trying to be manipulative or fit into a mold for the sake of somebody else, that I'm actually whole and complete. And also recognizing that, of course, every relationship is here to teach us something. So there will be wounding, there will be triggers, there will be new lessons that will come forward by being in the presence of a relationship with someone else. And my willingness to do my own work to heal for my own sake so that I can then contribute to the relationship and not make it someone else's problem or someone else's responsibility to fix me. And as a result, it's not my responsibility to fix the other person. So this was just like mind blowing information to me, right? I'm just like, wow. And I knew that I wanted to commit to self-love in such a radical way that would really transform every aspect of my life. And I really, I just want to share that it's not always easy. Like committing to self-love means honoring your highest like expression of you above all else before anyone. Because if you are, let's say religious, right. And you know that um, you are God and God is you, or you are source and source is you, then, then um, to love God or to love the source is to truly love yourself first. Right. And um, that doesn't always feel good. It's not always easy, especially when there's other people involved. Right. And you, there are a lot of feelings of like selfishness or guilt can come forward. So just navigating through that. So this ring was like a representation of that, of like committing to myself, like, look, I'm married, I'm in love with myself. Right. Um, okay. So let's talk about this idea of being in love. So I think that the idea of being in love sounds super fun and exciting, right? We think of a new relationship and like, I think back to like, you know, that Bambi, like being Twitter pated and just like butterflies and, and everything feels so exciting and so elated and so amplified and, and magnified, right? And then um, relationships get real, right? And we find ourselves like loving this person, but not actually in love with them, right? Have you ever had that experience of like, I love you, but I'm not actually in love with you. And I would love to offer a new perspective because I think I know for me, I'm like, wow, I've had it wrong this whole time. This idea of being in love is not at all what I thought it was. And being in love is not about the other person. So there's an actual frequency of love. Um, if you can Google like frequencies of emotion, but um, energy is like emotions are energy in motion, right? We like this is science. We're all made up of energy, like every single cell in our body and energies, uh, different energies vibrate at different frequencies. So the frequency of love is one of the highest frequencies. And then I think it goes uh, joy, then peace, then enlightenment. And enlightenment is literally like the highest frequency that a human can embody. Being in the frequency of love is an energetic state. Just like being in the frequency of abundance becomes an energetic state. It's not an actual destination, right? So like you don't grow to be in love with somebody you grow to be in the frequency of love yourself. And when you get to this point of really examining what is the relationship that I have to myself, like if you were to say, let's say have two versions of you, your higher self, which is the loving, caring, compassionate, generous, like all the things that you desire, right? Or all the things that you might be to another person, 
And then you have your lower self, which is the ego or the negative mean girl inside that like when you wake up in the mirror, you pick yourself apart or you are constantly doubting yourself or judging yourself or comparing yourself and um, the woundedness comes forward, right? So what kind of relationship would you be in if these two people were in a relationship together? How would you describe it? Would you describe it as really manipulative? Would you describe it as super toxic? Would you describe it as very passive aggressive, right? I mean, really when you think about when you can actually pause and bring presence and awareness to the thoughts that go on in your head, it's really powerful. And you start to recognize like, I'm actually in a very toxic relationship with myself. And I'm actually in the vibration of resentment or guilt or fear and these are very, very low energetic vibrations. So if we subscribe to the idea that our outer world is a reflection of our inner world, if we are consistently at battle with ourselves, then what will reflect back to us in our outer world is chaos, is anger, is fear, is resentment, is guilt, is frustration. And we will continue to reflect that back to ourselves through our relationships and our environment and the people that we come in contact with. It's like, it's like Velcro, it's like magnetism, like like energies, like vibrations want to vibrate together. So this is why the work is so important. This is why being so committed to healing the relationship with yourself is so important because everything that you seek is seeking you. So um, how can you be that, right? This is an interesting um, experience right now because I'm not dating. I'm very much single. I'm very much in a relationship with myself. And when I really sit and reflect on the partner that I want to call in, you know, of course, like any woman, I make a list, right? What's on the list? And as I reflect back on that list, I ask myself, am I that? Am I the thing that I desire? Am I kind to myself? Do I operate from a place of integrity? Am I adventurous? Am I curious about my own needs? Am I loving to myself? Am I patient to myself? Am I, um, you know, committed to my own work? Am I adventurous? Am I this? Am I that? Like all the things that I would want from a partner I get an opportunity to sit and look, where am I not that? And now that starts the process of the work, right? Because if I am not that thing that I am seeking, then when I show up to the relationship, I won't be whole. I'll be seeking for something that I desire outside of myself. And that's really passive aggressive, not passive aggressive. That's really codependent right? Because we're placing our happiness and our fulfillment and our love and our wholeness on somebody else and requiring them to fill that for us. And if they don't fill that void, then our shadow side of love can start to emerge. We can start to manipulate and we can start to forsake ourselves, right? So am I that? And um, man, it's powerful because it really gives you an opportunity to take full accountability and full ownership for how you've literally created everything in your life. Like I've literally co-created every experience I've had good, good or bad, right? I can say every decision, every thought, every, everything I've ever chosen has literally led me to this moment right here. And it puts you in a position of feeling radical responsibility for yourself and the things that happen in your life. So this journey, this path to true self-love 
this pathway to being in love is really about being in the vibration of love. And when that happens, when you are in the vibration of love for yourself, if like attracts like, well, then you can call in your partner who is also on his path doing his work, looking and saying, am I that, right? So you have this whole person who's completely in love, in the vibration of love, and you have this other whole person that's completely in the vibration of love. And when they come together, you come together and now you actually get to share, uh, you get to co-mingle in the vibration of love together. So now you are in love together. And I have like full body chills just thinking about how beautiful and powerful that is. Like imagine, it's, it's gotta be like the same feeling that a mother has when she sees her child for the first time and places her baby like on her chest, like that true embodiment and cohabitation of the energetics of pure love, like pure fucking love. Oh, it could bring me to tears. Like I can't even imagine how, what that experience must be like. So we have access to that. We all have access to that at any time. And if there's one thing that I've learned over the past month of just like going in and doing the work and like, even when it doesn't feel good and even when it feels scary, regardless of what monsters might come up under the bed, like once you actually see them, even monsters just want to be loved, right? Um, the one thing that I've really taken away from all of this work that I've done is that we have access to that vibration at any time and it's self-sourced. And when it's self-sourced, oh, it feels so good. And it allows us to attract uh, what we desire on an even higher level, money, love, prosperity, relationships, experiences, like it just gets to be so much more exciting than what we've been living. But you have to be willing, you have to decide that, you know what, this container that I'm operating in doesn't serve me anymore. It doesn't, it doesn't feel good. And I truly desire to change it, right? And definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And it starts with awareness and a decision that I'm choosing a different path. So that's the, that's the message I had today. That's the vibration that I am, I am in today. And that's the reason for the, the left hand ring, the Morganite stone that I'm like literally obsessed with. It's so beautiful. I love it so much. And I'm really big on like symbolism, right? Like this is uh, anchoring in a new chapter for me. When I had my first um, 30K launch in my business, I went and bought myself a Louis Vuitton wallet because it's abundant to me. And um, I have other milestones and goals I'll reach, but I really like, this is like a talisman, right? It just like anchors in a belief. So on that note, I am sending all of you so much love. I'm so grateful for you being here and um, wishing you the same level of love for yourself that I feel for myself and for you. And I think that when you vibrate at that frequency, like everyone in your life benefits truly. So sending you guys so much love. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be so incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes to leave me a five-star review. 
And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life.